0: here on the Asylum Fantasy Sports Network and you are on the Fantasy Football Consistency Show with your host Bob Alung bringing you all the fantasy football consistency information you need as we prepare for draft time. Uh, Whether you're drafting this weekend, next weekend, or closer to opening day on September 10th, um, you're going to need a lot of information and that's what we're here for to give you all of the information related to consistency when it comes to fantasy football. Um, you have all of your other information from all the other sites and that's great. But what you need is a little consistency in your life when it comes to fantasy football and your fantasy football players. And so you're going to get that here tonight. If you're a first time listener, whether it's by download or you're live tonight, uh, thank you. And thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to call in and ask a question, you can call in the guest call in hotline is one six, four, six, 478-4679. Once again, 1646-478-4679. You can also hit me up on Twitter at Bob underscore lung. And you can also email me at Bob at ffconsistency.com. So as we move forward this week, I just want to thank you again for listening to the Asylum Fantasy Sports Network. Uh, thank you to uh Rick Flager and Rick Briggs who have gotten me on this uh, their network and allowed me to share their Thursday night with you. And uh, we just want to say thank you to them for having me uh, be a part of their great fantasy sports network. If you're into other fantasy sports or just want to learn other information from other folks, there's a lot of stuff going on in the Asylum Fantasy Sports Network. You can listen Monday through Sunday. That's right. All Sundays to a show every evening. Monday night, we have the sports rants with Chris Heel. Tuesday night is the Asylum Sports Show with Flieger and Briggs. Wednesday night is Pine Tar Talk with Ben Samuels and Mike Valverde. My show, of course, on Thursday at seven. Friday night, Racing times with Allen and Robin. Saturday, Dynasty Dudes with the with <clears throat> excuse me, Russell Clay and Nathan Powell. And Sunday night, the mad scientist, Nick Ficarelli, who I was graciously on his show last week and enjoyed being on there. Even though Nick wasn't around, we did have his uh, co-host Andrew, and uh, Andrew did a great job. And him and I and Bob Harris, yes, the great Bob Harris, uh, was on there with us from Football Diehards, and uh, we had some great conversations about uh, some of the players. And uh, if you didn't get a chance to hear that, you can certainly go to Block Talk Radio and look up the Mad Scientist Show from last week. And you can listen to me on that. So anyway, as we move forward this week, we are now in week three of draft prep time. And as I mentioned, if you have a question, you can call in at six, four, six, four, seven, eight, four, six, seven, nine. 4679 have a question about draft choice where you're picking who to pick, uh, based on your scoring method and various stuff like that will help you out with the consistency, help you make sure that you get the consistent core of players. If you missed last week's show, you can go to block talk radio, of course, and download it. We talked about the quarterbacks and the running backs and we looked at each one, some of the players at the ADPs that they're currently listed at. And uh, then kind of talked about whether or not I felt that was a fair value of where they're at and uh, why you should skip on some guys and why you should be drafting some guys because of the value that they're sitting at. So this week we're going to focus on wide receivers and tight ends. Uh, I have a special guest I'm hoping is going to be come on here fairly soon. His name is Dennis Farrell from Detroit Sports 150, or, uh, 105.1. And uh, Dennis has been a friend of mine for a number of years. We see each other Hall of Fame every year. In fact, we got to do a little Hall of Fame podcast with Flieger and Briggs uh, a couple Sundays ago there. And uh, we really had a good time with those guys and really enjoyed being there. Uh, but it's always great to see Dennis. And Dennis says he's going to try to get on here about 7.15ish or so. So we'll kind of talk a little bit through this and, uh, have hopefully done this on later. So let's talk about wide receivers. Um, a lot of people ask, well, are wide receivers have a different value in PPR versus non PPR. And there's no question that they have a different value, but that doesn't mean that you move wide receivers too far down because you still need to draft them. And again, when you're drafting, the only difference you're drafting here is that when you're PPR versus non PPR, Non-PPR, you're going to focus on basically yards and touchdowns. So those are the guys you're going to go after. There are a few guys out there that catch a lot of passes, but don't get a lot of yards. Most of the time, those are running backs. Um, But in the wide receiver uh, world, most of these guys um, catch a lot of balls, are going to get the yards if they catch a lot of passes anyway. Antonio Brown's still going to be the top wide receiver in a non-PPR versus a PPR regardless if he catches, you know, 110 passes or hundred passes, um, those hundred passes are going to equivalent into 1800 yards passing and who knows, 12 to 14 touchdowns. So he's still the top pick. Um, so don't worry too much about that. Don't think too much into that. Uh, but let's just look at this from a PPR standpoint, uh, cause that's the information we have sitting at number one is Antonio Brown. Those of you who have been a follower of fantasy football consistency now for the number of years I've been out here doing this, you know how much I have raved about Antonio Brown. Um he is the only player uh in my history of doing fantasy football consistency tracking since 2002. So we're talking about 13 years. So he's the only player in 13 years that has not only been perfect one full season but it has been perfect two full seasons in a row. No other player, not Adrian Peterson, not Jamal Charles, not Des Bryant, not anybody, even quarterbacks, tight ends, Gronk, none of them have been perfectly consistent in a PPR format for two straight seasons in a row. Antonio Brown has done that. And I absolutely see no reason barring a significant injury that he won't be perfect again this year. He is by far Roethlisberger's favorite target. He is by far one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Um, he's got the speed. He's got the moves. He's got the hands. He's got everything. And I see absolutely no reason why he won't continue to be that uh, in the future. Um, so he is by far the number one pick. The question is, where do you pick him in the first round? Um, I think it just depends on your format, um, you know, what you're looking for, and what you want. Um, I've picked him number one overall in the, uh, uh, pros versus Joe competition, where you pick 28 players. Um, and you know, it's a best ball kind of format where you, the best players get, you know, points every week and whoever has the most points gets picked to be quote, the starters, they accumulate those points. And so it's more of a point total, necessarily the head, um, I still took Antonio Brown overall because I thought out of the number one spot, Le'Veon Bell would have been my normal choice. But with his even two-game suspension, that's going to hurt me. Um, Adrian Peterson sh- could be the top guy and probably will be the top guy at running back with Bell's suspension. But you don't know, and we don't know. He hasn't played in over a year. We want to believe that he's going to be great, uh, and he probably will be very good. But again, uh, there's nothing to rely on from, from you know from going even two years ago when he did play the full season, he still wasn't 100% consistent. He was only about 80% consistent, which is great. Perfect. And Antonio Brown is, and that's why I picked him then. So he's number one overall. It's just a question of when you pick him in the first round. Um, I, like I said, depending on your f- scoring format, if you want to take a chance and take him first overall, and then come back and get two good, you know, consistent running backs at the end of round two and beginning of round three. You certainly can do that. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, man, I should be more awake than this. Uh, <laughs> but uh, he's number one without question. After that, we have Dez Bryant, number two. And again, I don't have a problem with that. If, if I'm going to pick Dez, it's going to be late in the first round, probably around pick nine through 12. If he's sitting there and Antonio's gone, I'm probably going to take Dez. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. I like Odell Beckham Jr. Don't get me wrong, but I really have a hard time picking him ahead of Demarius Thomas and Julio Jones and Jordy Nelson. Um, Beckham may be the better player at the end of this year. And at the end of 2015, he may score more points. He may be more consistent than all three of them. But I know what I'm getting in Demarius Thomas, Julio Jones, and Jordy Nelson. They're going to give me, without question, 80 to 90 to 100% consistency for the year. And Odell Beckham, I'm not sure. He's only done that once. He only did it in 12 games. Um, it's, hard to, it's It's hard to say. Um, I got to think defenses are going to be more focused on him. We don't know the health of Victor Cruz, whether he's going to be a hundred percent. If he is, that's going to take some pressure, but I got to think that teams are going to be double teaming Odell Beckham a lot more than they did last year. Um, So that's my thought. And that's my concept on that. Um, And like I said, I just have a problem taking him before those three. As I said, Demarius Thomas, Julio Jones are the next two ADP wise. Um, They're falling again. 10th overall in, in choice. Uh, Calvin Johnson is the next guy. Um, if you've read my book, um, and you can get my book on uh, so-called fantasyexperts.com, you can also get my book on uh, Fantasy Sports Warehouse. So you can go to either one now and get the book. Uh, but anyway, uh, if you know from the book, Calvin Johnson hasn't been over 80% consistent for the last two seasons. So to take a guy that high, I really have a problem with that. Um, he's not the Megatron of three years ago. Um, he's a very good wide receiver. He's pretty consistent, but he's not top-notch consistent. I'm going to take Jordy Nelson over him every time. i probably even take Randall Cobb over him if I had the choice. It's hard to tell. It just depends on the scenario of uh, you know where I'm at and how I'm drafting. Uh, so anyway, so Calvin Johnson uh, in this thing, ADP 6, uh, wide receiver six, wide receiver seven, Jordy Nelson. I, I really like Jordy Nelson, and I'm probably going to pick him ahead of Calvin Johnson most most of the time. I can't see any reason why not. Um, after that, A.J. Green, this is a guy that I'm really on the fence this year. Um, two years ago, he was like a consistency stud. Uh, he was right there. He was putting up big numbers. And, uh, in fact, I'm looking up the numbers as we speaking. So two years ago, A.J. Green, uh, fourth in total points. 14 out of 16, 88% consistency, Uh, and and last year just didn't have it. Um, Missed three games. He was 24th in total points, but his consistency was only 69%, 9 out of 13. He actually tied Calvin Johnson at 9 out of 13, so both of those guys were 69%. That's why I can't pick those guys that high when I can pick Randall Cobb, who was 8th in total points. 13 out of 16, 81% in quality games. That's the kind of guy that I want on my team. If I'm going to build my core consistent team. Um, so again, I'm going to pick those guys pretty much, or I'm going to pick, as I said, uh, uh, Randall Cobb pretty much every time uh, ahead of those two. Now we started getting into the wide receiver, 10, 10 through 17. Um, these guys are kind of a hodgepodge mess. And, and this is where when I've been drafting that once I basically get past Randall Cobb, um, I have a hard time taking one of these other guys as my wide receiver two or wide. Re- I definitely won't take them as my wide receiver one. I may take them as my wide receiver two, and I'll talk about each one in- here in a second up wide receiver tens Mike Evans Mike Evans as a rookie last year had a very nice year uh he was nine out of 15 so he has 60 percent 13th in total points um so it says you know he's that good as a rookie he should be basically moving into the wide receiver one so being wide receiver 10 you know basically a wide receiver one level one through 12 um you know his ADP is okay um but I have a real problem with a rookie quarterback uh, and him putting up the same numbers. Uh, you know, I'm not saying Mike Glennon is the best quarterback in the NFL. But, you know, at least you knew what you're getting. It wasn't great, but it was solid. Um, James Winston, we don't know yet. Um, you know, um, he's got happy feet. Uh, he likes to run. That's what he did at Florida State he's kind of a Johnny Manziel in that way where it's like, take three steps back, you know, or, or take back pedal, see anybody open. Nope. Take off running. Um, Jackson, I may be wrong, but we'll say, um, right now I'm just not, I'm not buying into Mike Evans as my wide receiver. Number one. Um, at that point, if I'm looking at that and I've got, you know, two running backs and you know, I've got the first pick in the third round, and I've got, let's say, Adrian Peterson and Justin Forsett. i and, and I've got Aaron Rodgers or Andrew Lux sitting there. I might take him, them, and wait and come back and get one another receiver later. Um, maybe I'm taking a little bit of a drop off, but I just have too many question marks there. Um, the next guy on the list is Alshon Jeffrey. Now, first off, Alshon Jeffrey has been walking in a walking boot, so he's kind of scaring me a little bit injury-wise. Now they've lost Kevin White for most of the season, if not all the season. Um, Eddie Royal becomes the number two wide receiver. Not bad, but not great. Um, And I'm kind of worried. I mean, Alshon Jeffrey's had a great last year, great last season. um, With Brandon Marshall there, now Eddie Royal's on the other side. Is that enough for him to still be a valid part of that offense and still rank as highly as he did last year, where he was 10th in total points, eighth in consistency at 81%. I think he's going to be down and I'm not sure I'm I'm willing to take that chance at the wide receiver 12. So this is the end of our basically wide receiver one scenario. We have Alshon Jeffrey and it looks like I got a caller and I'm going to assume it's Mr. Dennis, Dennis Farrell.
1: What's going on. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have Dennis Farrell from Detroit Sports Radio 15.1. Or, I'm sorry, 105.1. Well, 105.1, yes. Thank you. I just added, I forgot to put the zero in 105.1. I, I pictured the, the thing and I just said 15. Um, I have not been drinking yet. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> thanks for coming on. Um, Dennis is a, a longtime uh, friend of mine and we meet at Hall of Fame every year. Got to be on a Pat podcast with Flieger and Briggs while we were there um, and then they made fun of us that uh, we ran across the then hugged each other or something something like that anyway so Dennis thanks for coming on so Dennis this problem. week what have been, uh, what's that
1: not a problem I'm excited
0: good so what I've been talking about this week last week I did kind of going through the ADP positions for wide receivers and tight ends this week I did quarterbacks and, um, running backs and just want to kind of get your thoughts. I'm kind of sharing my thoughts on guys that add the ADP that they're at, that I like, or I don't like and, and what I've been doing. And I've actually come into a nice stretch of people that, I mean, the top nine are pretty given, I mean, you know, Antonio Brown, Des Bryant, Odell Beckham, uh, Demarius Thomas, Julio Jones, Calvin Johnson, Jordy Nelson, AJ Green, Randall Cobb. I don't think anybody's going to argue with that top nine. Agree? Uh,
1: you know what? Only because I'm like this weird conservative guy, I'm worried about Odell Beckham a little bit. And it's mainly from the injury standpoint, you know. So, so far, he's looking good in camp, but he had the same hamstring injury that kept him out of four games, that kept him out of OTAs. And the guy is freakishly talented and amazing, but I, I wonder... And I'm worried that it, you know, just one wrong move and he could be out for half your fantasy football season and you know, I wonder what is the price of peace of mind? Is it is it passing on Odell <laughs> Beckham Junior? Is he, he, he you understand? <sighs> it's, I,
0: it's I totally understand. Context. I mean I it right. I mean the thing that I had said was I have no problem with Odell Beckham being in that nine, but I don't have him at Wide receiver, you know, as the third overall wide receiver, I said I mentioned that I was no way I was picking Demarius Thomas, Julio Jones, Jordy Nelson, or Randall Cobb before Odell Beckham. Um, I, I, you know, uh, on that. Um, now AJ Green versus Odell Beckham, maybe. Calvin Johnson versus Odell Beckham may still go do Beckham, only because Calvin Johnson hasn't been over seventy percent consistent in two seasons. Um, I'm just not, I'm not on the Megatron train anymore as a, f- a first round pick. Uh, and you know, so that's why I, again, that's where I move him now. And the reason I say that I'll keep him in the top nine is because it's after nine is where I start getting, I call edgy. Um, where if I had to pick between these guys being my wide receiver one versus taking Andrew Luck or Aaron Rodgers in the third round, I'm probably going to take the quarterback. Um, So let's go through those, see what your thoughts are. We got Mike Evans at wide receiver 10. Do you believe – do you love him? I love him. Do do you love him him if James Winston is the quarterback? That's what scares me is that a rookie quarterback is so inconsistent normally.
1: But – for. You're not taking Mike Evans in a PPR league. Mike Evans is not going to have 10 catches, 220 yards. Mike Evans could have four catches, 180 yards, two touchdowns. I really think Mike Evans, you know, maybe once or twice per game will hit a big 50, 60-yard, you know. I believe James, James Woodson's arm is legit. Whether he's consistent or not, that arm is legit. And I think with the, just the speed of Mike Evans, I, it's going to be a perfect match, and the fact that they've got a top, what, three schedule for wide receivers is, it, it might be smoke and mirrors, and his value may be even more inflated next season, but this season with that schedule and being that big arm, and if you, if you know, if you temper your expectations, I think Mike Evans could have, you know, I think Mike Evans' worst game would be 60 yards and a touchdown, which still isn't horrible, but Yeah, that's a quality
0: game. I mean, there's no question.
1: More than but I think you'll see three catches, you know, 110 yards and a
0: touchdown. Okay. Pains are here for a reason, and that's why we like them. Um, Okay, so he's a 10. The next guy, if things were the same as last year, I'd have no problem here. But things are different in Chicago. There's no Brandon Marshall on the other side. They got Kevin White. Now there's no Kevin White. So now you're, you're the other side of the ball of, of Alshon Jeffries is Eddie Royal. Can Alshon Jeffries still be a top 12 wide receiver if he's basically the only real threat outside of Martellus Bennett and Matt Forte out of the backfield? Can he still be that good and still put up the consistent numbers of 80% like he did last year with Brandon Marshall gone?
1: You know, I wonder once again if it comes down to health. He's dealing with an injury, and they're
0: well, using that's true words too.
1: already. They're using words already, like he should be healthy for week one, and and, right. and those are red flags for me, too, when Hughes, or should be ready for week one. I think he can. I don't right. think he will. I think this might be a nagging injury for the first half of the season. And you know, if you can buy him low in a rain draft league and, and sit on him, he, he probably won't pay dividends for you in first half of the year, but maybe the second half if he gets a little more healthy and they figure things out, but I absolutely love Eddie Royal now. You, you, you oh, yeah, that I done. do too. I, that,
0: yeah, that was going to be one of my later wins we'd get to and say, now let's look at some of these grossly undervalued guys. And Eddie Royal, heck, Eddie Royal last oh. year was 31st in total points. I didn't even realize he was that high. I, I'm like, are you kidding me? I didn't realize he even did that. Yeah, so that was amazing know, to I, me.
1: In PPR leagues, I really think Eddie Royal could finish as a top twenty five wide receiver. I don't think that's a big
0: thing. Heck, bet. I'd take him i take him as a wide receiver four or five and be happy if he ended up in the top thirty-six. That's a wide receiver yeah. three. Um and to get him that late, yeah, I'd be giddy. So I'm definitely on board with you on the Eddie Royal choice. Um, in fact, um I was in a thing last night um and Eddie I brought Eddie Royal up late. It was an auction draft. And I thought for sure I could sneak him through and obviously everybody had the same opinion. So I kind of (laughs) bid, but anyway, um, all right. So now let's go to wide receiver 12 T Y Hilton. Any reason T Y Hilton doesn't hit his numbers of last year, uh, 11th in total points, 12th in consistency, 73%. Any reason why he can't at least do that?
1: You know, at the sunny, optimistic side of me, the one side that was puppies and ice cream and chick flick, that side of me wants to say it could be better. The offense better, you now have a run game with Frank Gore. You have a company wide receiver on the other side, and Andre Johnson, who, you know, everybody keeps going, Well, is he gonna be healthy? But like, you know what? He had like nine hundred yard blast with no quarterback. I think he'll be all right. I want right. to believe that he'll have a better season, but I want to temper my expectations to say he'll have just a bit of a season. And if he exceeds that, right. then you've got yourself a bargain.
0: <clears throat> well, and, you know, if you get him as a wide receiver 12, and, and this is one guy I might be okay with being my number one receiver, and in some leagues I, that's usually who I've ended up with where I went running back, running back, quarterback, and then got Hilton or got Hilton at the beginning of the third um after taking two running backs and i'm okay with that um and i think and i think again i think the expectations at first was when was with was with the of this guy's going to be you know top eight top six and i'm like "Eh." you know there's you know now there is more weapons and andrew luck will be smarter and not just throw to ty hilton i think he threw to ty hilton a lot last year because reggie went you know on his way out the door and you know they have good Running good tight ends. Um, Running back scenario was eh. Um, Dan Heron filled in nicely at the end, but you know I think he'll at least be at least as good as last year, and that's good enough at wide receiver one or wide receiver twelve or uh, for your team. Um, The next guy who appears to be fall his ADP here is wide receiver thirteen, but I've seen him drop even farther, farther in some of the drafts I've been in. And I think it's a lot of it for just the news of he himself has said, I don't think I'm going to see the ball as much because uh, the Broncos are going to be more of a run team. And that's Emmanuel Sanders. Do you believe Emmanuel is not going to see the ball as much? He seemed to be a favorite of, of Peyton last year. Um, I, again, even if he matches his numbers and you know, I mean, that might be hard to do. He's fifth in total points, 14 out of 16 in quality games. He actually had a higher uh, consistency percentage than Demarius Thomas. I don't think he's going to be that good, but I got to believe he should be in this range of wide receiver one, high one, low two. You agree? You well,
1: know, here's what I've noticed uh, this year more than other years. Is, come draft time, there's a knee reaction to news out of training camps oh, or even 50th games. You've seen Amerindula go from seventh, to eighth round to fourth round based on one big play. Uh, you've seen guys like C.J. Spiller and LeSean McCoy drop five or six rounds, and you know both those guys are rumored to be okay for week one. So, to, and, and based off news and Nick and you know Emmanuel Sanders missed ten days, I think, two weeks or so, with an injury he's also dealing with. I think that has a lot to do with the A.D.P. But you know, are of people believe that if C.J. Anderson falters at all? And half of us, the believe he's uh, number one overall pick. The other half of us believe, oh, it's Denver. They never had two running backs, have back to back this season. So, well, you know, it's CJ e. Anderson. And Pete Manning is healthy now. It's, you know, Pete Manning was third last year when they went to this one offense. So, there are a lot of things back and forth that you just don't know. I, I think where he's going now is perfect because if you're wrong, well, he's still going to point about right at that area. I don't think he's going to exceed that. Uh, you know, Samarius Thomas is another guy I'm, I'm very curious about. You know, his mom's getting out of prison and you can add a little human aspect to this. Is he going to try to show out for his mom as the kids on the streets would say? So this is an offense that I, 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 I'm buying an Anderson. I just did a 10 team, uh, big money draft today. And I picked, Jay Anderson up at the end of the second round, which I'll take that I'll take that risk any day of the league, but Emmanuel Sanders. Absolutely. Won. Yeah, Emmanuel Sanders went second picks the third round and I thought that's a little too high.
0: Yeah. Especially in a ten team. Yeah, that's definitely too right. high. Okay. All right. Here's another one that I'm really struggling with and I really haven't I don't think I've chosen him in any of my drafts and I've been in a bunch. Um and that's Brandon Cooks. Um, he's wide receiver 14, um, 30th overall. So obviously, uh, you know, mid third round. Um, I really, I just don't have enough data to give me a great feeling about this kid. Um, I'm not saying he can't be good. And I saw a couple of the plays from preseason, you know, he caught a ball and just rocketed down the field. Um, But you know, again, he's, he's a young kid. I mean, his consistency lacked only 50% and that was five out of 10 games. Um, you know, I, I just don't know enough. And again, if I'm sitting there trying to decide between, you Sanders and Brandon cooks, I am probably going to take Daniel Sanders cause I at least I know what I can be getting, um, on a normal basis. Brandon cooks, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Would you take him as your second wide receiver? Um, it, but would you take him as your first wide receiver in the position you were in?
1: I, You know, I'm not going to mess with him as my first. Maybe my second, but okay. I really think wide receiver is so deep enough that you can take the piece of mind wide receivers that you know or know from obviously. You don't have to take that risk on Brandon Cooks. You have a Saints offense right. that, that, you know, it depends on who you listen to that they want to run the ball The Drew Brees, like the best team out that, that offense. You know, you go, well, well no, no uh, Jimmy Graham, but they still have, uh, oh, who's that tight in there? Marquise Colson. Oh, ben- jo-
0: jo- oh, and Benjamin Watson.
1: Benjamin Watson, who looks like he's taking first team reps to tight end. This this is not an offense that slimmed down and got rid of name- names to streamline the rest of this offense. It's, it's just an offense that's flopped out high-priced games for young talent, and it's going to be the same thing as, you know, the past couple of years. You know, Cooks may have right. two big games in a row, and Cooks may have two games where you don't see anything from them. And to me, the first time Cooks has a big game, I'm selling. I am trying to get
0: oh, yeah, uh, exactly. a little more
1: value. Cause, yeah, you know, to me, that's, that's, that's what he can do for you. But he'll be more of a killer than a helper. Yeah.
0: Well, and I, and I think Marquise Colston is like the Eddie Royal of this team is that I'd rather take Marquise Colston as my wide receiver four, uh, in rent, you know, at ADP 114, than taking Brandon Cooks at ADP 30. And I might get just as much value and consistency out of Colston, but out of Cooks. So, all righty, here's a guy that I won't touch with a 10 foot pole. And I don't care; people can talk about him, but I will not touch this guy. And it's basically because of the offense around him, and that's DeAndre Hopkins. I just cannot, in my mind, pick a guy who's going to have Cecil Shorts on the other side, which isn't bad, but have either Brian Hoyer or Ryan Mallett be the quarterback. Um, is he on any of your teams?
1: No, and, and nor will he be. I,
0: I just, <laughs> exactly. Okay. Good.
1: Yeah, I just don't buy you yeah. on it. Your wide receivers are no. only as good as your quarterback. Joe Hopkins right. will be the most talented person on that build. that just won't be any pass. Same thing with Sammy Watkins. That, you know, right. until they can get a quarterback that shows they produce, I'm not going to mess with Sammy Watkins much as I would love to get them. And, if, you know, these guys' ADPs are starting to reflect this. Matt Schaub was there. I think Hopkins would be legit. Matt Schaub knows how to get the ball right. to, you know, his wide receivers. Right. maybe not too sure. consistent but you know i have more faith in him right. and <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah you have
0: more faith at least you, you've you seen him do it
1: yeah
0: okay but no, so this I, you know, I can't
1: can't right. he, went, he went with the first pick in the no. third round at 17 weeks tonight with me and i just Oof. i shook my head and i i i'm not sure what people are seeing that i'm not seeing but i'm glad i'm not seeing it.
0: um last night like i said i did an auction uh, with a bunch of guys. I mean, this is some big names. David Dodds, football guys, David Dory of the huddle. Um, and DeAndre Hopkins last night uh went for $26. Um while Randall Whoa. Cobb went for 30. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, um I was that he went that high. I was actually surprised actually Cobb went that low, but um, but yeah, I was surprised. And Brandon Cooks went for 29. Um, you know, like I said, if I got to choose between those two and spending an extra dollar on Randall Cobb, this is probably the easiest, no brainer ever. Um, I 31. Um, so it was interesting. I mean, I love doing auctions more than anything because, um, it's just so much fun. In fact, here's my team from last night. I'll just run it down the starting lineup. Peyton Manning, Le'Veon Bell, Alfred Morris, Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, Victor Cruz, Jason Witten. In my flex g bush um goskowski is my kicker and the defense is the eagles that's why i love auctions because <laughs> i can oh, buy whoever wow. i want yeah and and still had a decent bet i mean my uh, bench is marvin jones antonio gates matt jones the backup to uh, alfred morris d'angelo williams of course um jericho cotchery um who's now going to be basically the second wide receiver, maybe the first wide receiver in Carolina now, um, and Steven Ridley and Sam Bradford. But yeah, that was my team when I was all said and done. I, I couldn't say I was any more happier than I am. <laughs> um, so anyway, that was it, that was the auction. So let's get back to wide receivers. Kelvin Benjamin obviously was on this list. He's done for the year. The next guy is the other guy I, I really am struggling with. Um, I liked him, and I think I picked him last year as like a late round rookie pick, and that was Jordan Matthews. Now Jordan Matthews steps into the limelight in, in Jeremy Macklin's spot, and he's at wide receiver 17, 36 overall. That's end of third round. I just have a hard time again taking him as my wide receiver one. I may even have a struggle taking him as my wide receiver two when I could take Andre Johnson and Keenan Allen or Golden Tate over him. What's your uh, thoughts? I,
1: I love Gold. Yeah, I love Golden Tate. I have one foot in, one foot out on Philly offense. And here's, here's what I mean. I, I, I've been drafting Ryan Matthews in a ton of league. I've I broke the golden rule on drafted kickers in the last round, and I've been reaching on Cody Parks, who finished last year as the number one kicker, and everybody kind of looked and made fun of me tonight. But, you know, I, I read this article on ESPN where last year, Cody Parks, if you take his fantasy points and add him to any other position, he would have been a top 15 running back. He would have been a top 13 wide receiver to the number two in tight ends to me if you take that position away and you you say you know what I'm going to reach on him in round 11 or something it's not really reaching on a guy that can bring you that kind of point value so I'm I'm Mm -hmm. in on him I'm in on Ryan Matthews but when it comes to the star players that I might have to reach on I'm not so sure I want to be in I want to believe that you know that this offense is legit and that you know no matter what happens, you'll see 80 plays a game again and everybody's going to be successful. Go back and you look at, uh you know, Macklin. Macklin's a guy who never had 1,000 yards when Andrew Reef was there. You know, they changed the regime out, and then he had, breaks out, has an amazing season. Then he leaves town and goes to, you know, uh, Kansas City. So is, is Jordan Matthews going to step in and be that guy? Maybe, but he's not going to be on my roster at that price
0: point. Right. Right. And I think that's it. You know, if he was going as, you know, I could get him as my wide receiver three and I'm okay with that. And I mean, last year, I mean, his consistency was 44%, but he was 25th in total points. So wide receiver two wise, you know, if I get him in that spot, maybe, but I'm not sure I'm going to reach too high for him and I I haven't yet. After that, Andre Johnson, uh, goes to the Colts, Last year actually was very consistent. Um, He was 28th in total points. He missed one game, but his consistency last year in a PPR format was 11 out of 15 and 73%. I think he will continue that consistency with low points again, because I think he's going to be the underneath guy with T Y Hilton spreading the field. Um, I still, I think he's going to get five catches a game and 60 yards, which is a quality game. It's only 11 points, but you only need 10 to earn it. So, I think he's going to be a lot like that again this year, um, kind of in the same role he was last year with the Texans, with really, you know, in the field. He's young. I see the same thing happening, and I have I have drafted him on a lot of my teams as my wide receiver two, um, three if I can get him that late, but it usually doesn't happen. Um, what are your thoughts on Andre Johnson?
1: You know, there are just some things people have in their mind. You know, say look at Jake Sillar and minus the senior injury. But people always said CJ Spiller so CJ Spiller is so injury prone, and you go back and look. And uh, last season, he had that gruesome injury that kept him out of most of the season. But before that, from 2010 to 2013, he only missed one game. Sure, he played banged up, but he only missed right. one, or he missed three games over those, those that time span. Horrible, and it's not being injury prone. Uh, when you bring up Andre Johnson, people say, "Oh, he's so injury prone." He had such a horrible year last year. He didn't have a horrible year last year. He had you know, hardly any touchdowns, if any, but he had almost nine. If, kind of want to say he had over 900 yards receiving with, with guys that are as skilled as you and I at the quarterback position. Now he goes to Andrew Luck, and his role is going to change, but he's going to be more protected, and there's going to be less double team bomb. I really expect him to put up Just I would say maybe take, if I had to project him, 820 yards. Five touchdowns, which still
0: puts him better than he was last year. hmm Yeah, like I said, I mean, even if he hits the numbers last year and he's just as consistent, and even if he ends up 28th, I mean, it you can say, well, wide receiver 18's too high. Well, to be honest with you, that's one of the highest ADPs I've seen on him. I, I've seen him go a lot more than that, uh, especially recently, um, because guys like Amari Cooper have been skyrocketing. Uh, guys like, uh, you know, Jarvis Landry been moving up. Allen Robinson been moving up. Uh, Aguilar has been moving up because of preseason games. After this weekend, who knows? Um, again, like you said, uh, fantasy players, fantasy owners are very apt to adjusting to preseason games. I mean, I'm sure you've seen it, and I know you've probably talked about it. Um, obviously, we did running backs last week. Uh, before the the preseason game of Amir Abid- Abdullah i'm sure he's you know i'm seeing him now going in the late second early third ahead of guys like uh Andre Ellington and Lamar Miller and i'm like are you kidding me i mean this guy had one big play and all of a sudden now he's a superstar and i'm not saying he couldn't be i'm just saying holy cow people it's one play um you know so
1: here's one of the red here's one of the red plays for Abdullah that people aren't forgetting you? I- you know, the Lions are still not naming him the number one running back. You know, Joe Bell, who has mm-hmm. not played or practiced, he's getting healthier, is still number one on that depth chart. And I try to tell people it's not Adele's job to win, it's Joe Adele's job to lose. And you, right. you know, well, could you lose it? Sure. Could you get hurt? He's, listen, Joe Bell's injury prone. and have to get hurt right but i'm not gonna draft a could or or maybe player in the third round
0: right exactly yeah i'm gonna take a justin Forsett or harry allington or a lamar miller or mark ingram or somebody that i know i can pretty much count on versus a kid that may or may not be a star yes he broke a big play yes he looked good doing it but so do other rookies in you know in other games and you know but you yeah, obviously there's opening and fantasy writers go crazy or that kind of stuff. Um, Keenan Allen. Here's a guy that I'm, I love Keenan Allen in the past. He was always a, kind of a very consistent, not great, but consistent guy that, you know, I could get as my wide receiver two or three in the past um, on his usual good years. I think I looked in years ago, um, two years ago, he was right up there. Um, 71%, 18th in total points. But last year, man, he just went way down. Um, which was surprising to me. Um, cause he was 35th in total points, missed two games, 43% consistency, almost half of what he was the year before. I have to believe he can, he has to get better, but you know, it, the question is, is wide receiver nineteen too high? I mean, this is wide receiver two range for your team. I guess if you have a Dez Bryant, Antonio Brown, it's not gonna doesn't seem as painful. But is he going to be better this year and get more in even at least a sixty to seventy percent range consistency and total points be more in the fifteen to twenty five, um, whereas ADP is and. Not uh, what did I have him say? Um, 49th ninth in consistency last year.
1: I think it's a travesty that this guy's going ahead of like Gold Tate. I'm, I'm all in on Gold Tate. <laughs> now, I,
0: yeah, no, I know I love, love Golden Tate too. Trust me, if I ever choose, Golden Tate's going to be my choice as well. I'll give you that one.
1: I, you know, I want to like keep out know, Allen. I tried to acquire him at one of my keeper late, but the, the owner doesn't want to give him up. But you know, call me crazy and. I don't know if this should be filed under bold predictions or man is this guy drinking? But I kinda have a feeling that Stevie Johnson's gonna have a better fantasy year than him.
0: It's possible. Stevie Johnson's not a bad player either, I agree.
1: I mean, people Steve, people forget that I he, mean, in Buffalo he's a four or three or four times thousand yard wide receiver and from two thousand ten to two thousand thirteen he had like twenty three touchdowns. He goes to where did he end up? San Francisco, where what? San
0: Francisco, right.
1: Played. It wasn't injured. It just was a bad fit. He, he was right. passed out to the football exile, and now he comes to San Diego where he's going to take over the Eddie Royal role, who we just spoke highly about when he was in
0: right. uh, San Diego. Well, oh, heck, I, Malcolm I, Floyd scored more fantasy points last right. year than Keenan Allen. <laughs> right. <laughs> I yeah. mean – so yes, saying Stevie Johnson could beat him out in fantasy isn't that obscure when out of the ordinary when you realize that Malcolm Floyd beat out him beat out uh, you know Keenan Allen last year. So uh, you know I, I you know I have to agree. I mean it's it's certainly possible. So that's why I just feel like his wide receiver nineteen. I, it's probably why he's not on any of my teams. I you know if I got to choose between him or Golden Tate or Julian Edelman, I, he's third man. It's not even close. So
1: you know. If you were to say, hey, you can have Keenan Allen as, your, as a 19th overall wide receiver, I think all of us would go, ah, that doesn't sound horrible. But if you right. go, hey, you can have Keenan Allen in the fourth round of a 12-team league, you go, and ah, no thanks. That's a little too early to take yeah. a player that you're hoping for a rebound. So, you know, the numbers can be skewed depending on how you look at it. But I just mm-hmm. think that's a little too early. If he fell to like the fifth round, I think I'd start really thinking about him.
0: Yeah, or if, I've, if I got him as my wide receiver three, then I feel much more comfortable picking him because of his upside potential, because of what he's done in the past. If he can click again with Phillip Rivers, then great. Um, but like you said, but the other thing I always compare him to is I always compare anybody to is look around their ADP and would you choose them over the other guys? And like you said, if I have to compare, I mean, Keenan Allen's wide receiver 19, Golden Tate is 20, and Edelman's 21. Uh, sorry, he's 3rd uh, not even close. 20. Now, compare Keenan Allen to Sammy Watkins, who's 23. Yeah, now I'm leaning more towards Keenan Allen because at least Absolutely. I know what I could be getting there versus Sammy Watkins. And you know there's Phillip Rivers. Um, so I think we know we've talked enough about Tate. Julian Edelman at 21, I think is a good spot. Um, he's consistent. He's not overwhelming. He was 17th in total points. Uh, 14th in consistency. I'm perfectly fine with him at 21 as receiver two in a PPR. Absolutely non PPR, maybe not as much, um, but I think he's a good spot there. The next guy is the rookie Amari Cooper. He looked really good in the preseason game last week. Um, he's moving up the charts quickly now uh, because of that good game. Um, you know this whole—I don't know if you've heard the term ACDC now. Amari Cooper, Derek Carr. That's a hot thing. Uh, yeah. I just read that today. Um, what are your thoughts on Amari Cooper? And are you taking him at, you know, fourth round, early fifth round as your wide receiver, too?
1: No, you know, and it pains me. I want to like it. But, you know, if you go by history, and, you know, history kind of means a lot. When was the last Raiders wide receiver to be successful? Uh, you could even go back to kind of last season. You know, maybe you saw a glimpse of hope out of Andre Holmes, but he certainly disappeared in the, you know, now. I, to right. me, Cooper might might have been a step above anything they've drafted over the last five years, but I, I, I don't know. In the fourth round, once again, way too early for a right. for a project fantasy player where you hope they're going to do good or – you hope they're going to be healthy or you're going to take a flyer on. If you take a flyer on a guy in the sixth, seventh, eighth round, you don't take a flyer right. on the guy in the fourth round.
0: And I think just like Eddie Royal and Marquise Colston, I've heard a lot of great things about Crabtree in camp, and he's at ADP 153. Now there's a guy I'll take a flyer on. doesn't work out. No big deal. He's my wide receiver five, throwing back in the waiver wire. But taking a guy that's a rookie on Raiders team – You know, Derek Carson is only a second year, you know, there's a lot of question marks. He could be great. Hope he is, but you know, I'm going to be going to take a little more, um, you know, normal guy, you know, somebody that's proven something. We talked a little bit about Sammy Watkins. I think we'll pass him. Let's talk about a guy that's really, I think quite interesting this year because of this changing teams. Um, he said a lot of good things about his quarterback. Who then got his his uh, grill punched in, uh, and that's Brandon Marshall for the Jets at wide receiver twenty four. Um, I think he'll actually. I think I actually feel better about Brandon Marshall with Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback than I did with Geno Smith at quarterback. What are your thoughts?
1: You know, maybe in a PPR league, Brandon Marshall's always been one of those guys that gets a high volume of passes, but just right. sometimes. Well, Brandon Marshall is the only guy in fantasy is and- by the way, I'm saying this with time. She could have ten catches for a right. negative one yard and like a touchdown, and you go, How'd that happen? You know, Brandon somehow Brandon Marshall will end the season with amazing amount of targets, uh, amazing amount of catches. But sometimes the yards and the touchdowns are just not there per game. He's almost like they I didn't even say a rich man thinks Jackson where gosh, Brandon Marshall gets lighted up for twenty points and then go a few weeks without it. People are like, he still, that yeah. catches, so it, it's good to go. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you're asking me, would I take him over a Sandy Watkins? Yeah, I think I would. Um, right. Would I take him if, if I can get him as my wide receiver three, and I get, take Avari Cooper as my wide receiver? Three.
0: Okay, and I'm uh, now wide receiver twenty five is Deshaun Jackson, and this is a guy I think a lot like Brandon Marshall. His inconsistency just never allows me to feel really good about taking him. However, last year, surprisingly, um, he was 23rd in total points, 60% consistency, which actually ranked him uh, 22nd. So he was one receiver too, both in consistency and points on a team with a quarterback situation that was abysmal. Let's say he just does and matches that from last year. Wide receiver 25 makes sense, but I haven't had I haven't even thought about drafting this guy because I just hate his inconsistency. Uh, do you feel that the Redskins overall can be better offensively? Can the passing game pick up a little bit where maybe Deshaun Jackson is worth taking here? Um and same way kind of goes for um yeah, the other guy, Pierre Garcon, who is much farther down at wide receiver 45, 110. Or is that the better value to take Garcon at 110 versus uh, you know Deshaun Jackson at 59?
1: Pierre he Garcon was once a top, I don't know, 10, 11 wide receiver. Oh at yeah. One point yeah, quarter. two years ago. It, yep. And I kind of believe he can come back to that. He's got the talent. He's not injury prone. It's just, it's just you know another case of your wide receivers are only as good as your quarterback has been.
0: And, you
1: know, there's been a lot of turmoil there. But I like Jackson. I I like – I like – I want to like him. I want to like him once again where they have a schedule that is beneficial. They have one of the easiest fantasy football schedules for wide receivers. And whether they're good or not, I think I would take an easier scheduled guy at that point over a guy that has Mm -hmm. the 30th part of schedule but might have more talent.
0: No, I okay, I'm with you. All right, well, we're getting we're getting close to, we're 10 to 8, so we've been kind of nitpicking these apart, which I think is great. Um, let me throw out some names, guys that I like. Um, you give me your thoughts, agree or disagree, uh, based on their ADP, um, and then uh, that probably will take us to the top of the hour. One of my favorite guys that I've been drafting, uh, wide receiver 2, most of the time wide receiver 3, that I really love, uh, this year is Jarvis Landry. Uh, his ADP sixty three, wide receiver twenty eight. Uh, last year he went uh, nine for nine. I'm sorry, eight for eight in his last eight games in quality games. Starting off preseason, he's already scored a touchdown. Um, Tannehill has admitted him and uh, Landry are really gelling and, and are really uh, on the same page together. Um, what are your thoughts? Do you like Jarvis Landry, or, or are you not as high on him?
1: You know what? I'll, I'll say this. There's no shame for a fantasy expert to say, I don't know what to expect. I want to like this guy. <laughs> no, you're right. But, but, but I also want to like Devontae Parker, and I also want to like Landry and Stills. And I don't... I, I, they load it up on good wide receivers. I don't know who the guy's going to be. Is it? I, I wish I knew. I mean, you might have a situation where you have a guy like Lamar Miller who never carried the ball 20 times a game and only had like six out of 16 games where he had it more than 16 carries where, you know, if he falters, this could be a pass every team. I, I don't know if they trust Lamar Miller. I don't know. God almighty. I want to like all these wide receivers on this team. I want to <laughs> like this offense, but I I don't know. I, I'm waiting for someone okay. to go, uh-huh. this offense is legit. And, and I'm waiting for that because, I, it, it's not a case of I don't see it. It's, I'm, I'm excited, but I've got to temper my excitement a little bit back because each one of these wide receivers could be a huge sleeper at any moment.
0: All right. Um, my next one, at number 82 overall, wide receiver 33. Last season, he was 21st in total points. He did miss two games, but his consistency... In a PPR format, 11 out of 14, 79%. Roddy White. Are you taking Roddy All White right, as your wide receiver three? I have no problem with I, that.
1: I have no problem whatsoever. You okay. know what? <laughs> we can but see,
0: you know what? We can a lot it. of people do. Um, in fact, I wanted to see last night in the auction draft, the white went for
1: $8. Phenomenal. I love that value. You know, yeah. it, this is one of those cases of... Keenan Allen went for 23, if it
0: makes me feel any better.
1: <laughs> you know, it, here's one of these cases of, if we're wrong on Roddy, Roddy White, it's not going to hurt your team. If we're right, right, you can almost write your own ticket into the playoffs. So Roddy White in yeah. this offense. And, you know, there's, there is... Uh, gosh, I'm trying to remember that uh, Hankerson, uh, Leonard Hankerson is one of my sleepers, mm-hmm. because... At all signs, point if Roddy White falters, Leonard Hankerson's going to step up and take over. And
0: people forget you think Hank- him and can Kyle take over Shanahan. Or is Justin were- Hardy.
1: See, I keep hearing Hankerson, but, you know, okay. of Kyle Shanahan. Shan- Shanahan oh, and him gotcha. were there in Washington
0: together. And, oh, you good know, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard some good things think- about Hardy, too.
1: But once again, you know, who's going to take over the uh, Harry Douglas role where, you know, when when right. Jones or White was gone, you know, Harry Douglas is
0: right. putting up a ton of fantasy points, so, yeah, so he Mixon got to step up sure into that was. hole too. Right, right. No, I hear you. Okay, okay. So we're in agreement on that one. All right, number ninety-three overall, wide receiver thirty-eight um, last season. If you look at his numbers, thirty-four total points, so he's a wide receiver three, um, and that was only he missed three games. So, but he was six out of thirteen in quality games. However, he earned four out of those six over the last five games. Um, and that was Brandon LaFell, who also then was very effective in the playoffs. Now, granted, we have the whole Brady-Garoppolo issue, um, but he's at 93, wide receiver 38. you good with him as your wide receiver 3?
1: Oh, gosh, almighty. You know, I want to be. <laughs> I, 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 I'm a Patriots guy, by the way. I love my Patriots. Okay, right. But, you know, I really think this is going to have a huge year. I really feel like Bronx going to have a huge year. And, God, you know, outside of that, well, so it's just, you know, one of those guys is who's is, is going into his third season and doing one now. and Or second or third. But I know he showed up one year and didn't do anything. He had a big year last year. He, you know, I at that Well, season, he had a big second half of the season
0: man. last year. Yeah. yeah. I got no he just seemed to gel well with right. Brady. And that's what concerns me is that there was four games without Brady. He'll pretty much be non-existent. Uh, Garoppolo looked horrible in preseason, but again, it's preseason. So you can't get too judgy, but um, you know, like I said, what, when Brady and him were on the field together, boy, they were really clicking, especially in the playoffs as well. So that's why I kind of like him in that spot. Buck our son. We talked about Colston. Let's talk about a guy kind of forgotten. Um, Last year, missed the entire season. Um, The year before, he went four for four in the last games of 2013 in consistency. Uh, and this is, he's at 159 ADP wide receiver 58. And that is Mark terms of the Bengals. Um, as a late, late round guy, I think there's some potential there that he could be a wide receiver three by the end of the year. If he stays healthy, um, he, you know, he's been looking pretty good in preseason. Um, Sanu is there as well, but I think Jones is the better player, and Jones was the starter ahead of Sanu before Jones got hurt. Um, What are your thoughts? What are you hearing?
1: You know, one of my draft rules is uh, you use ADP as a small guy. You use rankings as a guy. You come up with your own rankings. I'm a big fan of people doing their own homework, And, and you use all that stuff together. And certain players will fall so far in the ADPs that, whether they're good or bad or injury prone, their value is perfect. you so look at a guy like uh, you know, Darren McMahon, who's now we all know he's injury prone, but he's going so late with so much upside in his style about that that it's a perfect value. And I think Marvin Jones kind right. of found that where, you know, he's got he's starting to go so low that it's it's a great value if we're right.
0: Right. Gotcha. All right. One last guy we've talked about Stevie Johnson. You love him. I do too. Eddie Royal. We love him is a guy that always seems to be ranked up there. And I think it's just because if his head's in the game, he's got the talent. Um, when he touches the football, he can be electric, but he's got a 10 cent head. Now he's in Buffalo and we're talking about Percy Harvin. Can Percy ever be fantasy relevant or is it, or is the biggest problem? Percy Harvin's head, and that's why we can never rely on him to be consistent and be worth drafting, unless he's just you know wide your wide receiver six or seven on a deep bench, and you hope you put him in the right game at the right time. It just goes off.
1: I, I think you, you kind of said it. Me personally, I'm gonna kind of shy away from him just because I've been bit by the by the oh this is a year Percy Harvin's gonna do it. Now right. he's in no, I he's going to do it. You, you know, I'm I'm done. I've washed my hands. He is like that right. one child that keeps stealing from your fantasy team every year, and finally you <laughs> just have to kick him out of your house and say, I'm sorry, but yeah. no more. And when he does start playing yeah. good, he gets he gets the migraines. So, you know, if it's yeah, if yeah. it's not the attitudes and quitting, it's the migraines, and I'm going to let him be someone right.
0: else's problem. Well, or he might be the guy, like you said, is your wide receiver six – you hope that he goes off in week one, and then you trade him away so fast it makes your head yeah. spin. <laughs> exactly. And let somebody and that else. Could easily him. happen.
1: Yeah, that could easily yeah, happen. Exactly. Percy Harvin could have the first two games where he can have you know a ton of catches, and you go, "All right, you know what? I'm going to give you three players for two players, and you're getting the better end because I'm throwing them Percy Harvin."
0: Exactly. Well, that's what he did. That what was it. A couple years ago in Seattle, first two game gangbusters i had him in almost all my leagues and i was so excited and and dummy me didn't trade him and i kept him and then you know then he got fell off the face of the earth he got fights with his teammates and then they traded him to where was the jets um and and he was worthless you know the rest of the year so well dennis we've come to the top of the hour thank you so much for your time appreciate you being on as always my friend um keep in touch uh we'll probably try to get you back on as the by and uh just talk some more fantasy football and uh tell where they can find you on the radio on the web and uh on twitter
1: you can find me on twitter at dennis 77 Farrell seven, f-a-r-r-e-l-l every time i get a new follower an angel gets its wings so uh do your part nice. to make sure these angels get their wings <laughs> i guess and uh <laughs> sunday mornings 8 to 10 a.m detroit sports one zero five one. and if you're not in detroit do you want to listen to the fantasy sideline show, you can go to Detroit Sports 1051.com and listen live.
0: Fantastic. All right. Thank you, Dennis. Love having you on. Everybody else, have a great week and uh, watch us season games. And we'll come back here next week and uh, start uh, really getting you ready for your draft weekends, big weekends coming up here next weekend and week after. Uh, thanks again for joining the fantasy football consistency show. I'm your host, Bob Lung. Everybody, have a good night. See you.